There's something very interesting to think about this year. Simchas Torah falls on the Shabbos here in Eretz Yisrael, and it doesn't affect Simchas Torah at all. And what do I mean by that? Simchas Torah, we dance, we sing, we clap. Now normally those things are also on Shabbos. There's a special gzera, it's a mission in Beitzah, we can't clap, we can't dance uh, on Yom Tov or on Shabbos. And the reason Chazal made the was because they were scared that if a person is going to dance, to sing, to clap, it's going to be to the accompaniment of music. And musical instruments could easily break and need to be fixed. And therefore, because of a gzera, Shemi attacking Kleishir, because we were worried that a person might come to fix or tune the musical instruments, which would be a Malachat Deraisa. So Chazal made an all-reaching ban on dancing, on clapping, on Shabbos and Yamtu. And it comes in Chosera, and uh, that ban is lifted, so to speak. There's no restrictions in Chosera, one's allowed to dance, one's allowed to sing, one's allowed to clap. We're not Chosesh to this Gezerah. But what's interesting is that this is the case even when Simchus Torah falls on Shabbos. And even though this is a Gezerah every other Shabbos, comes Simchus Torah, this Gezerah is, so to speak, overlooked. And we can celebrate Simchus Torah as normal. Now let's put this into context. Just three weeks ago we had Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. And Chazal said, Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, you're going to have to cancel the blowing of the shofar. Why? Even though it's a mitzvah the rice to brother Shafer, and maybe even more than that, our ability to be able to attain a favorable judgment is dependent to some extent on the Shafer. But there's a possibility that maybe somebody will be over in Easter by carrying the Shafer. And Levo Chazal said, Shabbos is paramount, we cancel and take the Just last week was first day circus, and there's a mitzvah the rice to take the Arab minion. And Chazal said, but still, a person might come to carry the Arab minim. And therefore, we've been without the Mitzvah Daraisa, which means we didn't have a Mitzvah Daraisa for taking the Arab minim this year. And they cancelled the Arab minim. And now we come to Simchus Torah on Shabbos. And now we'd expect that here we have an existing Gezerah. If people are going to dance, if people are going to clap, then maybe they'll come to work and use musical instruments. And that's why every Shabbos it's also to clap and to dance. And even though Simchus Torah, dancing with the Torah is not a mitzvah deraisa, it's maybe it's a corner from the time of the Goenim, but here Chazal didn't get involved, and we are allowed to sing and dance like normal, even though it's being over Isid Rabbanon, here Chazal weren't worried about the fact that it's Shabbos. This is an explanation. That's the, there we consider Shabbos to be more important and you're going to battle the kingdom of these mitzvahs. The Rosh Hashanah when Sukkot fall on Shabbos. Simchas Torah, which is just a minhag. But now we can't battle Simchas Torah. We're allowed to celebrate Simchas Torah as normal. Let's try and understand why. So let's understand the concept of we call it singing or, or music in Torah. And let's start with the Chazal, the Gemara, and the Sayyid and the Plamid 
And the Gemara that tells the story. It's talking about the time when David HaMelech wanted to bring the Aran HaKodesh up to Yerushalayim. And therefore he built a wagon and he put Aran HaKodesh in the wagon. And it was a mistake because the Potteris is clearly that the Aran HaKodesh is meant to be carried by the, by the Koenim. It's not meant to be put in a wagon. But David HaMelech forgot that Pasuk and he instructed the army to put in the wagon. And as a result of that, Hashem punished Klai Yisrael. And one of the brothers who was in charge of, so to speak, Eskorn Aaron Kodesh, his name was Uzzah, got killed. And the Gemara there says, why did David make this mistake? So the Gemara brings Rava, if in man David, why was David punished? That he forgot this halacha, and as a result, somebody died. So what does the Gemara say? The Gemara says, that he forgot the Salacha. And the Rav says, because he called the Dibri Torah Zmiris. It's a Pasuk, Shalemar, Zmiris Hayali Chukecha. The Chukim Hashem were like Zmiris, like songs to me. And Hashem says to him in response, Hashem says, the Dibri Torah, about which it says, Hatoyef Einechubo Veinenu, that you lose focus for a second and it's not there anymore. Now it's so easy to forget the Vaitara. And you call them Zmiris. And then Vashem says, Chayecho, you're going to be punished, that you're going to forget it then, that even the children know. Even the Tanakh Shal Beisrav know this Pasuk, and that is that the Aaron HaKadosh has to be carried by hand. That's the Gemara. I've always had difficulty with this Gemara. Firstly, as an Ernie Chazal, there has to be some explanation for, so to speak, the, the continuation of what the, of what the Gemara says. Why is one the punishment for the other? Why is quoting Divaritaris Miris punished by the fact that David forgot the halacha? Why is that Medak and Neged Medak? Suddenly, if Hashem wants to talk about the value of Divaritaris and why it's inappropriate to call them Zmiris, so why is that the Pasuk used to describe the Torah? Dafka the fact that if a person loses concentration, the Torah gets forgotten. But I have a bigger question. A question which I think about every time I say to him. And that is, this Pasuk, Zmiris Hayri Chukecha, Babes Mugurai, is a Pasuk in Tehidim, in Kapitel Kutpiyates. And every time we say that Parak of Tehidim, we're saying this Pasuk, what are we meant to be thinking? If Hashem didn't approve of this Pasuk, He punished David for saying it, so why, is, why wasn't it deleted? Why is it still there? And what are we meant to think when we're saying this? Are we, calling, are we repeating David and Melech's mistake by calling David and Melech's mirrors? What is it meant to be? And let's already analyze it. Was David so wrong for calling David and Melech's mirrors? Is that incorrect to call the Torah a song? The Torah itself calls itself a song. The mitzvah to teach Klai Shal Torah, we learn from the Pasuk, at the end of Parshas Vayelech, when Hashem tells Moshe to teach Klai Yisrael, it's Hashira Hazois, Vatakis V'lachem is Hashira Hazois, write for yourselves this song, V'lam Bez Yisrael, and teach it to the Jewish people. 
So the Torah calls itself a song. And David says, Hashem, the Torah was like a song to me. It wasn't his innovation. He used the precedent of the Torah itself. Why would he be punished for that? And if you might think that there's a difference between the word Shira and Zimra, the Torah calls itself a Shira, and David and Melech called it a Zimra, well, we find that, we find that the Torah is called a Zimra too. There's a Gemara in Erevin, and David Chesamud base. And the Gemara says over there that any house where Divrei Torah are spoken on at night, that the sound of Torah is heard in it at night time, Every house where the sounds of Torah heard from it at night, Shavan and Echa, we won't be destroyed. That house nerve to say, Where is the God who is protecting me? In other words, because there'll never be a lack in their protection, because they know since mirrors Palaila. That's producing song at night. And what the song is talking about, that's a different Torah which are being sung at night. So we see that the Torah itself, the Torah that a person is learning at night, is called a song. And there's nothing wrong with calling it a song there. Already Rabbi Vega and the Mahashah asked the question, so why was David HaMelech punished for calling the Torah a song? So, let's suggest first and a first point. What's the idea of the song of Torah? What's the idea of the song of Torah? In what way is Torah like a song? When the Torah calls itself, Why is Torah referred to as a song? The Gemara tells us, that ain't the return the crime, ella besimanim. Asimanim sometimes mean like reminders, but it also can mean the like the musical notation. Like the Torah Shabbat has a drop, has a cantillation, is the way that it's sung. And the Torah says that the Torah is only acquired through that uh, drop, through knowing the tune of the Torah, and this is not the same possible. Put it in their mouths. That there should be a way to sing it in their mouths. From that we learn that the idea of singing the Torah, there's a tune for Torah, is a way to remember the Torah. It fits into the flow of the tune. And therefore, just like any Balkari will tell you, that if you know the trap for the psukim, it's easier to remember the psukim because they, there's a certain flow of how the psukim uh, blends into each other. And same thing, there's a sing song for the Gemara, there's a tune which helps the person remember, which helps the person clarify and revise what they're learning. And that's a maila to the Zmiris of Torah. In fact, when the Torah was talking about the fact that Moshe was to give the Kaddish of the Torah in a way that they would memorize it, that they would know it. Sim of a theme, that they should remember it. So that's when the Torah calls itself a song. You want people to remember the Torah? 
So if it's part of the medley that they can revise and remind them of what comes next, so that's the way to teach people the Torah to memorize. And therefore the song of Torah is the way that the person memorizes Torah. What was David's mistake? If that's the case, he was quite right. The fact that the Torah forms part of a... It has a tune. It's learned with a nigan. That helps people memorize the Torah. And David Amalek did that. And he says, the Torah was his mirrors for me. So where was the mistake? So let me suggest something based on a very interesting letter which is written in the last volume of Arya Cheskel, the writings of Cheskel Levenstein, Zechariah Nelibracha. It's assembled letters that he wrote. And listen to the following letter. Cheskel writes to somebody, and he said, Yesterday there was a Hachnasa Sefetari in Yeshivas Panovich. Cheskel even goes out to dance, to sing with the new Sefetari. He says, Same here, the Bachrim danced for hours to the tune of your Torah is more valuable to me than thousands of gold and silver. Sounds impressive, no? And Rav Chassel carries on and he says, I was thinking to myself, How strong is the person's, so to speak, ability to lie to themselves? So what, it was a shaker to say, that the Torah is more valuable to me than untold wealth? So what did I mean to sing? And when we're going to sing tonight by that corpus, we'll sing the same song. It's a shaker, we're not meant to sing. What was the complaint? What was the mistake? The sir. I asked one of Rav Talmidim, Amashkech and Yechom Vajyansky, for what, what did he mean? And he said to me, what Rav didn't like was the nigan that they used. The nigan, the tune that they used, what, is different tunes for the song? No, what he meant was like this. He explained, when a person says, Tevi Teras Pichom, What's he saying? Is he priding himself on I'm holding by that level? I'm saying, Hashem, I, the Torah is more valuable to me. I'm holding by that place than uh, untold wealth. Or is it something which I'm trying to get to? Is it trying, something which I'm trying to build? And therefore, I, the, way I, the way I say the words is that I'm trying, to, I'm, I know that the Torah is the most valuable thing and I'm trying to, so to speak, strengthen in myself that understanding, that commitment that the Torah is more valuable. If it's said there's a sense of I've already achieved, this is where I'm holding. So there could be a shaker in it. If a person's not really holding that. But if it's in the sense of I'm trying to be mechazek that in myself. I'm trying to get to the place where it's stronger. And therefore repeating it and saying it is strengthening within me, just like everything that I repeat, has a koyak to make it stronger in me, then it's worthwhile, then it's valuable. And if that's the case, let's go back to David HaMelech. 
When David HaMelech said, Zmir is holy chukecha, and Hashem objected to it, it wasn't the Pasuk, it was the tune. What Hashem didn't like is David HaMelech said it in the sense of, I'm holding by that. I know your Torah so well, I've made it, so to speak, it's like a song on my lips always, and therefore I know the whole Torah. As well as I would know a tune, as well as I'd know a song. And now we see exactly what the Gemara says accurately. Hashem says, Divratara about which it says, you lose focus on Divratara, you'll lose them. Which means it's not so simple to say that I'm going to remember everything just because I know it's as clear to me as a song, as well known as, well known to me as a tune. Divratara is something which gets forgotten if a person isn't revising enough. And you're going to claim that you know the Divratara so well that it's like a song on your lips. Chayecho, you're going to forget the Torah. And that's exactly the Midah Kenegid Midah. For claiming that another Torah, well enough, I'll never forget it, Hashem said the only is going to be, you are going to forget. And you're going to forget something which even children would know. And therefore, to say the Pasuk, Smiris Holy Chokecha, with the tune of, I'm holding by that. So, Hashem, the whole Torah, it's, it's on my lips, is like a song. I know it clearly, I'll never forget it. That can be Ma'ari or a certain Kitrug on the person. Whereas if a person is going to say that Pasuk, like we do say it in Musa with the tune of Halavai, Hashem, I'm trying to work to know the Torah so well. I'm trying to get there. Then there's nothing wrong with that Pasuk. On the contrary, the fact that the Torah is mirrors is what's meant to be. And that resolves the question. The Torah calls itself a song. Sima Bafim, but it's a song which needs to be learned. If a person is learning different Torah at night, I know since Miras Balaila, then the Torah, the song of Torah, is something which is going to protect that person's home, protect that person's family. It's only when a person says that they have already achieved the full mastery of the song of Torah. That's when there's a, that's when there's a time on the person. I was very happy afterwards to find the Midrash Tanchoma in Parashas Pinchas, which talks about the same incident, but it adds two words that the Gemara doesn't say. And there the Gemara says, "Sha'amar David, atamayti Sha'amar David, zmiras ha'ni chokecha." And Tanchoma adds two words, "Shekalos uregilos alaykazmiras." David says the Torah is as simple to me and as well known to me as a song. That was the point. Do you claim you've already achieved that? You're going to make a mistake in the Torah. So the Yisait, the principle, we learn from David HaMelech, maybe the same sentiment expressed by Rav Levenstein, what we're going to sing as a sense of we're holding by that already, there could be something wrong with that. But if it's in terms of the tune is something we aspire to, then it's something valuable. And with that in mind, Rabbi, so let's approach, come back to Simchas Torah. The Avoyda Sayyam isn't just to finish the Torah and to start again. The Avoyda Sayyam is to sing and to dance. And that's what the Avoyda takes most of the day. The Akafas, the dancing, the singing. And it's so much an important part of Simchus Torah that even when Simchus Torah falls in Shabbos, Chazal didn't have battled that. It wouldn't be Simchus Torah without that.
What's a person meant to be thinking during that office? What's a person meant to be focusing on when they're singing? So let's start like this. You know, when we come to the end of Yom Kippur, the end of Neila, and we hear that Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, we understand. And then we say Baruch Shem Kvod Malchusa. We understand also, but not once. We say it three times. Why? And the answer is, every time we say something again, it makes it stronger by us. It emphasizes it more. Baruch Shem Kvod Malchusa, and then again Baruch Shem Kvod Malchusa. And then again, Baruch Shem Kvod Each time we shout it out, it's mechazek within us That's three times. And then we come to Hashem and Hakim. And we say that seven times. And how much is that mechazek by us? Hashem wa Hashem 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 Even more. On Rosh Hashanah, when we have the Psukim of the Malchus, the Chorinus and Shaifas, which is the integral of we have on Rosh Hashanah, so each thing we have, we say ten times. Ten times we talk about Hashem being a Melech. Ten times we talk about Zechariah. Ten times we mention the Shaykh. That's even more emphasis. Let's just think. This morning was Hashanah Rabbah. Do you know how many times we said the words Hashanah? Save us. Again. Hashanah, 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 Hashanah. Again and again and again. How many times did we emphasize that you saw it of Hashanah, Hashem which save us. Imagine the Simchas Torah. We all stand in our places and shout out five times, ten times, fifty times, twenty times, whatever it's going to be. Tevi Teras Pichem Afezov Echasef. Tevi Teras Pichem Afezov Echasef. Again and again and again. What will we be doing? We'll be strengthening that in ourselves. We'll be emphasizing it again and again. We mechazek in ourselves that hakara, that idea. If it's that, I say 50 times, I know Abdul the Kutch of Rechu. I'm a servant of Hashem. And each time we shine it again, I know Abdul the Kutch of Rechu. I know Abdul the Kutch of Rechu. So it has the ability to be mechazek something in us. The repetition reinforces, strengthens that concept within us. And that's the idea of the song. The idea of a song is on the one hand it's repetitive, but on the other hand it forms part of the tune. And therefore it's easier to remind myself of all the points I want to remember. And when it comes to that office, that's what we're doing. It's not just keeping up a tune. It's the words that we say. We take the Tefer Torah and we say, We say it again and again and again. We say, And we say it again and again and again. And we say, Tefer again and again and again. And the idea is, think about what you say. Each time we say it again, we're reinforcing that constant ourselves. We're making it stronger. We're connecting to it better. The Avoida of Simchas Torah is the Shirashul Torah, the Song of Torah. 
The song of Torah where we're going to emphasize our connection to Torah. Not by saying it once. By repeating again and again and again, whatever it's going to be. And the more times we think about it, when we say it again and again, the more it's mechazek, that concept within us. That's the right tune. The right tune is the tune which is looking to reinforce those principles that we know, make them more real, make us connect to them better. And that's our office. The avoid of Simchus we all know the importance and the value of Torah. We all know the Kedusha and the greatness of Torah. But it's through the repetition of express, expressing it again and again and again that makes it more real by us. And it's difficult if we do it through a tune that it makes it something we can connect to better. And if you're lucky to do that, the avoid of that compass, then this is a, a, a place where Nishmoim Badivre Torah Balayla, this place Medrash, a place where the sounds of Torah are heard at night. And this is Miras Balayla, people outside, people even further away. They'll hear this Zmirish al There are hundreds of people singing Ma'ahavti Terasecha. That's a certain Koyach that it has. That's a Koyach Simchus Terah has. Just like every time a person learns with a nigan and they repeat it, they go over learning again and again. It's to remember it, it's to make it stronger by them, to make it clearer. That's our variant Simchus Terah too. To strengthen in ourselves our commitment to terror. To reinforce in ourselves our appreciation for terror. And it's something so central that even Shabbos doesn't mevatel it. Chazal were willing to mevatel Tukir Shafer, to be willing to mevatel Shaykh and Lulav on the first day of Sukkot, but they weren't willing to mevatel the dancing of Simchus Terror. And that's avoided, and then we're going to go into our It's not just uh, why we're wasting so much time dancing. No, this is the central avoided to the day. This is the way we're going to strengthen our connection to the Torah. And that's really the point, and it's really the value of a simple Torah.